Michelle coming to you with another episode of Village Perspective, the Village Perspective podcast. Um, if this is your first time joining us, let me just tell you a little bit about the pod. This is a digital discussion podcast where we aim to edify the perspective of the village. Um, the village is our collective, the individuals that come to this space with their own talents, um, gifts, treasure that contributes to the uplifting of the collective. So that's why we are here. That's what this space is for, to uplift and edify the collective. So again, I'm your girl, Bianca Michelle. We coming to you live and direct from the city of Clee. And uh, today's episode is Black and Well. You know, we've had a series going on about Black BLK. We've done Black intersectionality and vulnerability, Black and creative. And today we are doing Black and Well. Coming up, we're going to have a series called Black and Organized. But today we are Black and Well. So um, before we get into our guests today, um, we're going to do three moments of gratitude. You know, we like to ground um, our episodes. And throughout the week, we do a practice called Three Moments of Gratitude. And it's really just a practice that I'm trying to create community around of just expressing three things that we're grateful for. Um, so remember, I can't create community without you. So we're going to get into this practice. So um, I know I haven't introduced my guest yet, but they're going to participate. Are you going to participate? Yeah. <laughs> um, so she's going to participate, but I'll model the behavior first. So three moments of gratitude. So first and foremost, I am always, always grateful for my breath. I'm grateful for my inhale and my exhale. So we're going to do that two more times together. Breathe in as deep as is comfortable for you. And then push that breath out slowly. Let's do it the second time. Let's inhale. And exhale. Last time, let's make it count. Let's inhale for a count of four. And then hold it. And then push that breath out as slow as is comfortable for you. Let's do it one last time together. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Hold it and exhale. So I'm grateful for my breath because it lets me know I'm alive. Um, second thing, that's the house dog. Never mind her, Imani. Um, the second thing I'm grateful for today is um, collaboration. I think I said this in my three moments of gratitude earlier this week, but that's my business that I'm going to repeat it. So I'm grateful for the spirit of collaboration, the intention behind collaboration, um, having people in my village and in my orbit to collaborate with, to fulfill the visions that have been set upon my heart and mind. Um, I never feel like I have to execute alone. 
the vision may be uh, curated or uh, conceptualized in solitude, but the execution never has to be something that I said I did by myself. So I'm grateful for collaboration. And then lastly, um, y'all know how I love my Sunday fun days. And um, I'm really grateful for being able to start my Sunday today in some service, um, clearing out some vacant a vacant space in my neighborhood, uh, doing some light landscaping, and then grounding the remainder of my day in some zen uh, with yoga this morning. And so we'll come back to that. So those are my three moments, my breath, um, the spirit of collaboration and having people in my orbit to collaborate with to influence the impact the collective and um, grounding my Sunday fun day in service and some Zen with some movement and some breathing and some stillness and uh, my yoga practice this morning. So those are my three things I'm grateful for. Kashmir, would you like to tell the people three <laughs> things that you're grateful for? Yes, I'm grateful for this platform and the conversation um that i've heard on the platform that's really dope i'm really grateful for you and for that um i'm grateful for the collective um that is just continuing to grow and thrive and come together um i'm grateful for my breath as well I'm just grateful to be here awesome awesome so um, that's really it, folks. Three moments of gratitude. It's not complicated. Um, I encourage you to find three things that you're grateful for or more than three. There's no limits to, to gratitude. Um, jot those down in your journal for your own reflection. Uh, get active in the comments on posts on Village Perspectives, Instagram page. Uh, share this pod episode. Um, but most importantly, express those things of gratitude. Um, like I said, I'm trying to create community around this practice, and I cannot create community, common unity without you. So um, let's get into our guests. So I know Kashmir through a couple of ways. Um, I first became acquainted because a friend recommended that I take her yoga class, which is right in my neighborhood, and I always appreciate things that are within walking or biking distance. Um, I got hip to the cookies. Cashmere cookies um, at Umbar. So I started buying the cookies during the pandemic. Like they was getting dropped off right at the door. So I couldn't couldn't pass that up. And then um, connected with her social media profile. And so a couple of different avenues that I got create got connected. But um, I want to give this woman an opportunity to introduce herself. So tell the people who you are. That's how I'm acquainted with you. Okay. But introduce yourself <clears throat> to the village. My name is Cashmere Saida. Um, I'm a yoga teacher at Abide Yoga, which is located in the Larchmere neighborhood. I teach a Sunday morning um, community practice, which is a pay what you can class, meaning it's donation based. Um, there is no suggested donation for this class. It is absolutely pay what you can. Um, I'm also a full time community nurse, so I um, visit my clients in their homes and provide whatever care they need in the comfort of their own homes versus them being in nursing homes or hospitals. Um, I also am an entrepreneur. I started a gourmet cookie company um, about two years ago, but within the past, since the pandemic, it's kind of been elevated. It's grown, um, which is really beautiful. And 
Yeah, I think that's it. For that's now. it. <laughs> All right, that's a good intro. Okay. That's a good intro. Um, so the episode today is on black and well. So let's just jump right into okay. the conversation. What does wellness or your particular brand of wellness? What does that mean for you? Um, for me, my particular brand of wellness is subjective to the individual. I think it just depends on what you need to be well, what I need to be well, what they need to be well, that's what it is for me. And how how did you get into yoga as a practice for yourself? And then how did that move into wanting to usher in others into that practice via teaching? I had a good girlfriend who um, was supporting me through, I was having a really hard time. Um, emotionally, I was going through some shit. And she was like, you need yoga. Flat out. You need yoga. Yeah. Because I was like trying things and talking to people and drinking and not really taking care of myself. Mm. I didn't really know what I needed, but I needed something. Um, so, so you were looking for an outlet. I was absolutely looking for something. So um, this same friend, um, we took yoga class together at a bide yoga actually um that was where my yoga practice started and i was like oh shit people can make people feel like that like i could walk away from a class and feel so awesome and it was really what was special about that for me was we were taught to look within that was really dope about yoga um so i wanted to teach people to do that because i wanted to learn how to do that for myself but way prior to teaching i just wanted to learn so do you find, did you find your practice changed once you moved into teaching? Absolutely. How so? Um, I became more comfortable in my body when I started teaching because I wasn't even comfortable speaking, like public speaking, before I became a yoga teacher. Mm. So <clears throat> not only did I learn how to embody myself physically, but also I was like, well, I'm teaching people, I have to speak publicly. Right. So, you know, I just, it was, I was forced to go outside of my comfort zone. And it's kind of been that way ever since within my yoga practice is, and teaching and all that. Is there like a favorite aspect of your class? The music. The music. Yeah. Why is that? Because if that's just a way for me to communicate without saying anything to them, like I'm teaching, I'm talking and I'm directing them essentially to a certain degree and where to go in their practice. But the music is also doing its own thing in the background, yeah. speaking for me. So it's really nice to be able, it's like co-teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah. It was definitely, like I took the, again, I took this yoga class this morning, mm -hmm. and, you know, that was certainly intentional so that I could contribute to the conversation as someone who, you know, participated under um, Kashmir's tutelage for the morning. And the music was definitely an awesome element. But I also have to say, and that's a compliment coming from me. Let's be clear on that. The <laughs> music was that. great. The music was great. But then there was this moment where the music stopped and we were in, at the end, what's it called? Shavasana. Shavasana. Yes. We were in. Shavasana. <laughs> and the music stopped. And in those few moments, I could hear the birds. I heard a fly buzzing around my head. Ooh. I heard a car rushing down the street. I heard the leaves rustling through the breeze. And that was awesome backdrop too. Mm -hmm. Like 
even in the complete silence, the music was providing like this, this undertone of calmness, but the nature sounds or the natural elements in that space when we were outside for the practice were also very soothing and like nature soundtrack. That was pretty dope. I thought that was, that yeah, was one of my- I can't take the credit for that. No, That's you can't. You don't yeah. have nothing to do with that, but you stopped the music. Yes. So yeah. um, that was that was that was a that was one of my reflections from the class. Awesome. So do you is there like a a black yoga scene in Cleveland or beyond Cleveland? Like Absolutely. how do what's your network for like I don't know nurturing yourself as a teacher and a, a practitioner and a, and a student of yoga? Like how do you connect with people of your same mindset? Hmm. I am my authentic self, and the people who are teaching and are practicing and are of color in this community in Cleveland, the mm -hmm. city or in neighboring cities. Um, if they, if who I am showing up as my authentic self resonates with who they are, then we absolutely connect. We may collaborate, co-create, or at least take a class or at least there's conversation, there's support, whether it be in passing, on the phone, over social media. Um, there's absolutely, a, there is a, community and it's growing in Cleveland, in Cleveland yeah really? and in Ohio there there's like um organizations in Columbus mm -hmm. that I'm aware of at least but I'm sure it's all over That's dope. Um, yeah it is it's really amazing I mean I, I feel like it's important to have community around anything that you're connected to yeah I agree. um sometimes you have to seek it out sometimes it finds you but mm -hmm. I don't know I think that's just a personal philosophy of philosophy of mine that in anything that I'm pursuing, I'm gonna seek out community over isolation. Like I'd rather have a tribe to navigate something with. That's what's so special about yoga because it's it's your personal practice. Like it's you showing up by yourself in community. So like my class, for example, community practice. It's a very the practice itself in the class is very diverse. Meaning, I might say, you know, explore what this cat cow looks like for you and it's dope for me because i can see everyone it looks different for everybody mm -hmm. which lets me know you need something different you need something and you know i don't i'm not in your body um so yeah it's really you're right you said in your body you said that a couple times yeah. like, what, embodying what? like do you feel connected to your body yeah and for it's sure. so hot. that's awesome how like i usually like even in in class today like um trying to be aware of where I felt tension and movements yeah. or the the poses mm -hmm. um, and either adjusting or trying to navigate that tension through a wiggle or I don't know, whatever would lead to the tension dissipating a little bit. Um, I feel connected to my body in terms of like exhaustion. When I know mm. I've done too much, my body, my body will lead me sometimes more than my mind will. My body will say, you need to sit down. You need to be still where my mind may still be like, no, we have all these things to accomplish. And my body's like understood. But right now you need to be still. So who wins typically? My body. Yeah, my body. So you might as well just honor it because your body's going to win anyways. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. And you would know that I wouldn't. I'm you, just teaching. You're just teaching. Yep. You're not in my body. No. So okay. that's what I mean by that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so how can people tap into this class? You said it's when? every Sunday at 11 o'clock. Um, currently, it is uh, out at the backyard of Abide Yoga um, for social distancing purposes. Where's Abide? Where is that? Larchmere Boulevard. I don't know the name. I mean, Google is the thing, but it's on Larchmere Boulevard. 
Google is a thing. Um, yeah, but we practice in the backyard of the studio oh, as well as it's available on Zoom. I will say I'm still figuring that part out, though. So, like, today I had one whole student on Zoom, and we lost her halfway through the class. But it's available. The, it's there. And we're, if you're... If you will extend me some grace, you know, we'll keep it going. So So Abide Yoga is at one three zero zero one Larchmere <laughs> Boulevard. Um you can find them. You know, I did a quick Google search myself. I just know where it is because this is my neighborhood, but it's at 130th and Larchmere, if you're unfamiliar. Um yeah. and then there's an app where you can find Mind Body, thank my, you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you <laughs> yes and you can sign up for the classes on mind body um you also can through contacting the owner of the studio her name is abide hope on instagram um for the zoom classes like you would just shoot her a dm and she'll give you the zoom code or uh, plug you into mind body if you don't pay for the service and things like that so that's so um it's very accessible it's, yeah it's super accessible. accessible and it's a pay what you can pay class. what you can so some people will pay Fifty dollars, really, and some people be like, and I'm like, you good? It's it all balances out, and yeah. it was designed to be that way. So um, I want to make sure you guys heard that. Pay what you can because that minimizes the barrier to entry um, for accessing this tool of wellness or for your own self care, and that's what actually drew me to to hope and abide yoga that. Um, Abide views yoga as a right. I think that's what I Absolutely. yoga as a right. Yes. Not everybody, yeah, yeah. Everybody should have access to it. Absolutely. So um that to me, that principle of this business is what drew me to want to be a supporter and a consumer of um the things that hope and abide yoga puts out. So just putting that out there, like there doesn't have to be barriers to our wellness. We can seek out seek out opportunities and points of access to organizations and businesses that are truly grounded in um, community-oriented principles that don't, again, erect barriers to access. So I really appreciate that and respect that about the brand. And that's why I support Abai Yoga. This is not a plug or a commercial or a paid advertisement. This is a personal promotion because I believe in the business. It's real though. It's it really super is. real. And not only She's authentic it, as she fuck. created a, a really I would consider it to be a safe space. And I've at one point when I first started teaching, I taught all over the city. Like I was east side, west side. I was teaching at like six studios at one point. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, I think it was Is that just, draining. It was draining. It was because I mean, it was just an hour. So I'm like driving across town to teach for an hour and come. It was a lot, but it was I was excited about it. I wanted to kind of figure out what my rhythm was as a teacher and again my yoga I'm so grateful that my actual practice started at Abide and then even though I didn't take my yoga teacher training through Abide Yoga that's when I came that is where I came into my own as a yoga teacher because like me hope is also like when I first started teaching I was like well what are the rules and she was like do what you want I'm like, okay, this no is boundaries, like no boundaries, no boxes. No, no, I'm not gonna like box you in. This is your your community. This is your class, and there's a lot of diverse teachers and diversity in all in uh, ethnicity and background age. and level age, um, body, like everything across the board. And um, we're all encouraged to show up just as ourselves and to teach how we would. And it's dope because the people that see you show up. To learn from you and with you yeah 
Yeah. That's something that I've been um, leaning into in like a lot of my professional spaces. Like I, at this point in my professional and personal development and evolution, like it is an imperative, like a personal and professional imperative that I need to be able to show up as my whole ass black self. Otherwise, I don't want to show up to your space if I can't Mm -hmm. be that. Yeah. And there was a point in time in my life where that wasn't the case, where, you know, I had to willfully wear the mask and know that I was wearing the mask, even if that mask had cracks and dents and mm-hmm. all types of uh, imperfections on it. I still had to wear the mask in order to be accepted in spaces. And I'm no longer willing to do that. Good I don't need to, I don't need to be in your space if I can't be my whole ass authentic black woman self. So um, thanks for edifying that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good. That was good. That was good grounding. So, um, let's shoot the shit a little bit. Um, current events, like what's something that's happening right now in the world that you feel is relevant to this conversation on black and that was Um. quick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeezy. Okay. What about Yeezy? Yeezy, man, Yeezy needs some love. I feel like can I just say that Kanye West was my first favorite rapper? Like, I really love that man. I still respect his I, musical I, I genius. I will always respect yeah, his genius. Respect you can him. never take his genius take away, away from him. And honestly, I lose a little respect for people that try to because, come on now. Like, you can't take his music away from never. him because he's navigating personal heart. trauma and and, and yeah. health issues. Yeah. But anyway, what, yeah. what do you want to say about using? Well, that I mean, I feel like as much as I love and appreciate and i'm grateful for his music and the art that he's given us like my nigga has he's he's not being loved properly and it shows through how he is showing up for himself not even for the world like for himself he doesn't and that's it sounds like super judgmental but it looks like he's not loving himself properly is all i'm gonna say and it just it breaks my heart because um it just goes to show you when, like, there's so much potential. We've seen so much come come from Kanye, but God, can you imagine losing yourself so much that you can't even bless the world with all that you have? And so, <clears throat> it's just really like fucked up to watch. It's yeah. really heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking, yeah, and it's been heavy on my heart. It's public knowledge that Kanye West is navigating uh, bipolar disorder, um, and there's no. There's no one way that that disorder impacts people. It's certainly, um, it's an individual disorder. And so it requires a lot of time, attention, and management. And uh, my view is that although I don't honor the bad behavior, I still have to honor him and what he's navigating because I'm empathetic to it. I understand it. Um, and it, it it sucks that there's bad behavior associated or the symptoms of the bipolar disorder manifest themselves in a way where he says some things that I am wholeheartedly in disagreement with. Um, but I just am not in a place to judge that man too harshly. Again, I don't accept bad behavior. I don't have to honor the bad behavior, but I can still um, admonish the bad behavior and honor the person. Mm-hmm that is exhibiting that behavior, especially when I know that they are in need of healing. I send Kanye West so much love because <laughs> I really feel like he needs yeah. it. He, he, he on my mama prayer list. That's what's up. He on my that's, mama prayer list. Yeah, for sure. He needs all the moms, all the black mamas, clearly, because 
you know. He ain't been the same since Donda left. Right. No, and it shows. Yeah. It's really heartbreaking because he's really special. So that's like some some individualistic healing, like healing for Kanye. But also that's for like the collective. The, so that's what I was getting to. Like, okay. <laughs> That's what I was getting to. Like, what, what, what's your reaction to the statement? Healing for the individual versus healing for the collective, or another way to say it: What does our village, or what does the collective, need to be well? Heal themselves. The collect. What the collective needs to be well is to heal the individual self. And when I say heal, I feel like I wonder if there's a better way to say it than heal, because healing is not like okay, cool, I'm healed now. I can live my life. It's like, an iterative life is gonna process. Keep right, so that's where the collective comes in because I may be working at healing myself in my childhood, for example. I may be working at healing parts of my childhood that I might not understand, and there may be someone else within my community who has done that work. So they might have tools to help me, and then I may have done work in other areas. So it's like it's healing for the individual because I need that, you know, to live a full happy life on my own terms, but also my community will benefit from it because I'm a happier person. I have more understanding. I'm wiser so I can share that wisdom. And I think that's why it's really important to always just turn it all back to yourself. Like if you're looking at other people, like what do they need that they're lacking? I said, Kanye looks like he needs more love. I need more love. If I see in him that that's what he's lacking, then obviously I need more love too, because that's what I recognize. Mm -hmm. Like I, I identify with that part of him that mm -hmm. is lacking that. So while I, I can see that in him and I understand that's what he needs, I just turn it back to myself and then, because we're not a part of the same collective, right? You know, locally at least. Right, so right, right. my community will benefit from that. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Right on. I'll try. Thank you. Um, has the pandemic shifted your view on wellness at all? It kind of validated my view on wellness. Really? How, yeah. how so? Um, to slow the fuck down. Like, before the pandemic, uh, some people in my life were like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you, you know, your business is growing. Do more. And I'm like, I really trust the timing of my life, which happens to be a little bit slower, has always been that way. But when the pandemic hit and everybody slowed down, I kind of feel like I got a little bit of a boost. Like, I was like, shit, I've been chilling this whole time. I got a little energy now. That's More people started moving at yeah, the pace. Yeah, at my pace. Yeah. And then I saw that because I'm good with sitting still, I can show other people how to do that, which created, which, which forced me to move, if that makes sense. What, how do you feel like wellness impacts relationships, like romantic or otherwise? Again, it's all about the self, the person. Are you well? What are you contributing to? If your collective is you and your partner, you have an extreme impact, you know, because you're in close quarters, you're communicating, you're mm -hmm. affecting each other in ways that you might not affect someone that you see walking down the street, you know? So again, it's about you. Are you well enough to be in friendship with me or in relationship with me or whatever? Yeah, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, don't even come near me if you can't be a supportive friend. Like Ooh. I announce that to people everywhere because I just feel like at this point we can't even be in relation. No, don't even come near me. Yeah, boundaries. Super about like super boundaries. <laughs> oh, That's man. something I got from quarantine. 
as well, as far as wellness goes. Why would I spend my very valuable time around people who don't make me feel well? Yeah. Get away from me and stay away. Get away. <laughs> get, get away. Get like, away. It's all love, but get away from me. <laughs> love you from a distance. I will love you from a distance, yeah, and I absolutely will, but stay away from me. Love you from protect, a distance. Protect myself and my collective. And how can how can I do that best by protecting myself? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So moving from shooting the shit, like we've talked about a lot of stuff. Like I feel like we've touched on a little bit about who you are, your personal brand of wellness, your yoga practice, your yoga teaching. Um, the black yoga scene in Cleveland and beyond, a little bit about your class info, how the pandemic has shifted your view on wellness or confirmed or affirmed mm -hmm. your view on wellness, um, healing for the collective and the individual, how the individual healing leads to a contribution to the collective healing or the healing of the village. And even spoke a little bit on Yeezy. Um, as we wrap it up, like, I don't know. What's something you want to leave the village with? Like, what do you want to drop off to the village? Oh, I know what I want. <laughs> I to think about it. Um, we got time? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, talk to your family. Talk to your family and record it however you can, whether that be in your mental, if you know you got that much storage, if that's through note-taking, through recording, audio, visually, but talk to your family, talk to if that's chosen family, whatever. But um, again, in healing the self to contribute better to the collective, you got to talk to your people to learn yourself. That's something that I've been working through. And I've learned that the collective, as far as my family goes, is benefiting greatly just from conversation about me trying to understand myself helps other people understand parts about themselves because we're in relation with each other. Yeah. You know? So um, that is something I would say is really, really been heavy on my heart is just talk to your people on your time, however you can the best, not only for you, for your kids or for your brother's kid, whoever, but for whoever comes after us, like we need to know our roots yeah. and it's not just where we came from before we came to America. We need to know our roots 20 years ago. We need to know our roots when our parents was coming up in high school. We need to know all that shit because you'd be amazed at how much everyone's story is connected. But how do you know if you don't know? Yeah, that intersectionality, like it likens me back to um, this, when I was working at East End Neighborhood House years ago, social services agency here in Cleveland, um, our CEO, Zuma Zabala, um, she really subscribed to this principle called Ubuntu, mm -hmm. which is a South African philosophy, philosophy. And it says that, you know, I am who I am because of who you are. So therefore I am. And it talks about how when you're in relationship with someone or your paths cross, like now you're forever connected. Mm -hmm. And that connectedness and that intersection of your journeys is what Ubuntu means. Um, and yeah, that, that, that has stuck with me ever since I worked there. And I see Ubuntu all the time. And every now and then I'll see something. I'll mumble to myself like that's some Ubuntu shit right there. Um, but yeah, it, I just felt like I wanted to share that principle. And I know I've shared that on the pod before, but I feel like it's always relevant. Um, you in the intro you said a little bit about your cookies, but how do your gourmet cookies like? How is wellness or healing intersecting in that business venture? A few different ways. Okay. Um, well, first and foremost, 
cookies are super indulgent, right? What are they to me? They should be, um, which mine absolutely are. <laughs> um, but sometimes people, some people know because I'm in wellness. I've been, I've done plant uh, based cooking and all everything in between. So um, some people will ask me if they're healthy, mm-hmm. which leads to conversation. And I say absolutely not. Like they're not healthy. They're not meant to be healthy. They're meant to be indulgent. And I think that that's something that isn't um, talked about enough within wellness. Is specifically when it comes to nutrition. Mm-hmm. You can eat all the green vegetables and all the plant food and everything, and that's wonderful. And you should, if if, if you're able to. Um, but you should also treat yourself. Right, like right. why not eat a cookie? Right. So, what's one of your or a couple of your most popular? flavors or recipes the big ass vegan the big ass vegan the big ass vegan cookie is the most popular it's like an edible cookie dough cookie okay if that makes sense (laughs) well i got turned on to your brand by the turmeric sugar cookie that one too which is actually the you are my sunshine you are my sunshine okay it looks like a sun it does yeah so that's another way that um the names of the cookies are tied to nostalgic parts of my childhood so it just is another way to create conversation. Like "You Are My Sunshine" is based off of a song that my mother would sing to me when I was a baby. I think we all know that song. So exactly. Yeah. So it's just, just you know little yeah. ways to start conversation yeah. and indulge. Yeah, I, I was drawn to that cookie because in my juice business, Ujima Refresh, I have a turmeric lemonade. So when I saw, saw the You Are My Sunshine or the turmeric sugar cookie, I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> like, let me try this cookie out. Like, yeah. who made this? Like, and that's how I, that's how I started following you. Um, so where can people buy these cookies? Two ways. Um, um, Bar Cafe, which is also located on Larchmere. Again, Google is a dope tool. Um, and I deliver. For now, it, the volume has increased, so I don't know how much longer I will be delivering. But for now, um, I do deliver personal orders. Um, so just follow my social media, and when I am open to delivering, I'll let y'all know. What's the social? What's that? Um, can I look at my phone? <laughs> <laughs> you do whatever you need to do. Okay. I don't know. You don't know your own social media? No. What's the platform? Is it IG? Okay, Instagram is really the best way to find me. I do have Facebook, but Instagram will be completely updated. That's um, Kashmir Saida, but it's K-S-H-M-R-S-D-H underscore. And that's how you'll find me. Okay. That's on Instagram uh, at K-S-H-M-R-S-D-H. It's my name. Underscore. Yeah, underscore. (laughs) That's on IG. So, uh, Check her out. Follow. Um, this is really the end of the pod, y'all. I mean, I'm trying to think of any final thoughts to wrap up this conversation. I know for me, um, I'm definitely super relaxed right now. I don't know if it was the yoga class or starting my day with service or um, the culmination of my weekend in general, but I feel very, very zen. And I set my intentions on that before the yoga class. Oh, um, is that what your intention was? Yeah, I said my intentions nice. on mellow, zen, and green. So I don't know why green. The color just came. So up much to green me. around yeah, us. The color just came to me. So um, I'm really, I'm really appreciating and grateful for the fact that you dropped in. Thank you for having and, me. And dropped off some some nuggets of knowledge around 
black and well um you guys make sure you follow like and subscribe we are village perspective on instagram that is the primary way you can find us of course you can find this pod on anchor apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify um tap in my people tap in this is the village perspective podcast i'm super grateful for having cashmere here today um super grateful for the energy and the conversation that we were able to exchange in this moment and overall i just really want to do like i always do i want to encourage you to be kind to yourself um be patient be patient with others go out there and be great and if you so choose go with god whoever that is to you go with god so uh y'all know how to tap in i'm gonna say peace y'all and i'm gonna encourage you to go out there and be peace y'all we're listening to right now we're listening to because i'm black and that is by ya check out y.a.on on soundcloud is it because i'm black that's a question i answer my ask myself all the time so let's just ride out to this local music real quick Thank you.